Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Today's episode is a few days late. I apologize for that. I just got back from New York last night on November 6th, and I'm recording this on November 7th. But this episode is a good one. Uh, It's a short episode with Coach Dave O'Hare. He is the coach of Joe Salisbury and has been working with Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram for several years now. And they are going for a three-peat at the U.S. Open. So I sat down with Dave on Wednesday, a day after their quarterfinal win, a day before their semifinal match from his hotel. You will hear a little background noise. We did our best to edit it out, but I think you'll still get a lot out of this. So in the quarterfinals, Joe and Rajiv played a team that they had lost to a few weeks before. I asked Dave if they made any adjustments, how they approach playing the same team in a short time period. He also shares a little bit of insights on the lob return, which I feel like Joe and Rajiv use uh, really, really effectively and a little bit more than some of the other teams on tour. Dave also had a chance to go and scout their semifinal opponent. So, The opponent's quarterfinal match was after theirs, and he went and watched it live, and I asked him what specifically was he looking for. You'll also hear what they do on their day off between the quarter and semifinal, and then their pre-match warm-up. So I think you'll get a lot out of the pre-match warm-up part. He talks very specifically about uh, exactly what they work on in terms of serves, returns, uh, rallying from the baseline, as well as volleys uh, and how he uses Uh, volleying in different directions to kind of get the team ready. So I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. Um, It's a very short one, but a very uh, fun conversation. Um, Definitely listen to the previous episode with Dave O'Hare if you get a chance as well. I spoke with him uh, before in a little bit longer conversation uh, in Canada in 2022. So that was from Montreal. So um, this is Again, one of the best uh, doubles coaches in the world, working with one of the best doubles teams in the world. So um, hopefully you can take away a few things that you can implement into your own game. So without further delay, enjoy this conversation with Dave O'Hare. All right, so we're here at the hotel in New York with Dave O'Hare, coach of Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram. Y'all are into the semifinals for the third straight year going for a three-peat in New York. How has the week been so far for you? Yeah, I think, you know, before we we started recording, we talked about just the the good atmosphere. Obviously, the guys have got fantastic memories of of Flushing Meadows and and New York, and it feels great to be back here. You know, I think as soon as we 
as soon as we touched back down, um, we had a couple of nice days in Winston-Salem, and as soon as we got to here, it was just, uh, yeah, it just felt felt great to be back, you know. Uh, I think even even last year, didn't really get much of a opportunity to, to enjoy the celebrations because the guys were rushing off the following morning for a a Davis Cup battle against one another, so uh, so yeah. there wasn't there wasn't much kind of, and that's always the the tough thing, I suppose, in tennis. You know, there's there's not a lot of time to there's celebrate. not a lot of time to celebrate, <laughs> and I think it's very important to celebrate. Yeah, um, especially for the doubles guys. I would yeah, think. yeah, I think just because you know we're so failure and, and losing matches and small margins is, yeah. is such a big part of the you know the day to day or the week to week for the guys that. Yeah. That yeah, capping and, and you know we had a nice team dinner, all right, and, but like not much more than that. Yeah. And then it was back back to business for the pair of them, and then actually they were competing. You know, I think they were played the final last or last year on on a Friday. They were catching a early morning flight, Saturday morning to uh-huh. then compete against one another in, in Davis <laughs> Cup, which was quite quite a strange yeah series of events, but. Um, but yeah, feels feels great to be back. Obviously, you know that was kind of one of the one of the great opportunities as a team to really leave a little bit of a lasting legacy and, and history and mark on the sport. So that's definitely why the guys play. You know, I think they're they're excited by that. And and yeah, so we're, we're fully focused on on Thursday's match and, and yeah, trying to prepare as best as we can for that. So I want to talk about that, but first, uh, yesterday the quarterfinal against Gonzalez, Maltini, you played them like two weeks ago, Yeah, lost a close one in Cincinnati. How much do you take away from that match to prepare for yesterday's match? Is that something you study really closely, or is it something where you know that team anyways and you're going to stick with your yeah, patterns I mean, and just execute a little better? Or? Well, we definitely felt like that we didn't play our best level there. I think okay. we struggled with the conditions in Cincinnati. I think okay. we had a, a quick turnaround from, from Toronto to Cincy and the con- conditions yeah. we felt were, I mean, not bad conditions, but different. Yeah. And we got one hit, but it was a rainy, you know, it was kind of overcast and rainy. And then when we played, we felt like it was fine a lot. So we definitely yeah. didn't serve as well as, you know, a lot of our strengths actually didn't really show up on the day for us mm-hmm. um, in Cincy in particular and it was just tough to play well there so yeah. so that, that you know so I think we, we did study that back quite a bit mm-hmm. and we know that they're obviously a very solid team they've got beaten us uh, you know t- on the bounce twice so they beat us in, in the third round of the French Open and then and then yeah here uh, in Cincy so so yeah, so we, we analysed quite a bit, watched a lot of their matches, but we knew they're they're a better team, you know, they just off their first Masters 1000 win as a team, right. so so yeah, so at this stage, you know, kind of before going out yesterday, you know, everyone's a confident player right now, you know, everyone's in the quarterfinals, so, so it's just, we felt that the experience that we have on our side was going to be maybe the X factor and we needed to, to lean on that and, yeah. and I think and I think we did that I think we've we felt those emotions out there on, on Armstrong before and, and we know what it takes to to go out and perform and maybe for, for those guys it's still unfound territory uh, mm-hmm. but I thought they played well I think we just we really were 
steely-eyed and focused uh, and returned really, really well and, and yeah, had to fight hard, made him play a few extra balls and got, got some, yeah, got some rewards for that. Yeah. The uh, one thing I notice, I, I feel like you'll do this more than most other teams is use the lob return. Yeah. Um, can you comment on that a little bit? Maybe why... A, is that true, or am I just making that yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose Jamie would be one of the... Yeah, Jamie, Jamie yeah, maybe he would the, be the other one. one of the, yeah, one of the pioneers, I suppose, for, uh, you know, making that shot so effective. But yeah, I think it can... You know, guys are getting so tight in the net, so, so right. you know, when you look at the game as a, as a chess match, you know, you're kind of establishing these shots earlier in the match just so that there's a potential so they maybe can't cover as much or get as close. So... Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's all a little bit of a tactical thing, just to show a few different looks, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know, you're just kind of you're full stretch. The you know, guys are serving well, and you're you're you know yeah, you have to you have to <laughs> yeah to just try and stay in the point. So yeah, so it's not often planned. You know, sometimes it is, of course, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's earlier in sets or matches, or maybe you've got an ace up your sleeve. And you know, you want to use it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just felt like with those guys. They get quite tight in the net and they stay back, so so they know the lob will be covered. Yeah. Um, but for us, you know, I think that's usually it's quite an offensive play for us to try and make that happen. But those yeah. guys are still so comfortable starting the, you know, Maltini and Gonzalez are so comfortable starting the rally. Yeah. From the back, that you know, it's it's not quite a competitive advantage for us. So we mm. have to try and be. You know, make a few more switches and do a few different things just to show them one or two different looks. And, sure. And, yeah. So, what? Uh, so today is Wednesday. You've got semis tomorrow. Yeah. What does today look like? Today is just kind of yeah. Group, group the strength. So I watched um, Austin and Ivan's match yesterday. And you watch live or, or watch on live. TV? Yeah, okay. watch live. Watch the first two sets and then. Got the four thirty shuttle, so I was out of there just before the well, midway through the third. Um, what are you looking for when you're watching live? You don't have to give details on them, but like, I just, just, just the energy, just their manners, you know, like just, okay. just any kind of little subtleties, just how they interact with one another. Yeah, um, more so than tactics. You know, you've played them quite a few times, but just okay. kind of get a feel for. For, for them again. Yeah, see if anything yeah. looks off that you can yeah. take advantage of or anything yeah. they're doing really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, okay. just, yeah, you know, I think it just, you know, even when you watch back and some of the, some of the, you know, Darkfish, one of the accounts that we have, it, yeah. it kind of cuts the, cuts the dead time between points. But right. I think there's, there's some information that you can gather from there too, you know. Um, so just to, to see live and just get a feel for, for how they are playing and how they are together is, is also beneficial. Yeah. Okay. So today, yeah, it's just kind of group the strength. So we'll probably just do an hour, um, hour on court together and, and just tick, tick the boxes, go through our checklist. And, and what time is practice today? So we're 12 to 1. 12 to 1? Yeah. Okay. So then afternoon, just come back so to the afternoon, hotel, yeah, relax. yeah, the guys will get... Um, yeah, get get treated, um, you know, see physios, and so yeah, lunch on site, come back to the hotel, get treatment. You know, they'll do kind of full recovery, ice baths, and whatever. It's probably yeah. another hot one tomorrow, and yeah, that'll be that'll be the main focus, just trying to rest and recover. Then tonight we'll have a little team meeting. Uh, usually our setup is we, we, we 
talked the night before, mm-hmm. and then day of the match we kind of talk about how we need to be. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's. Will, will they adjust their um, dinner and like sleep time based on when the schedule comes out so tomorrow? I mean, again, they're they're different. I like to get into all the yeah. little details. I mean, there's preference, right? So, yeah. so Rajiv typically, you know, night before a match, kind of wants to have eaten quite early, you know, he'll eat okay. by, you know, kind of would like to be eating by 6, 6.30, you yeah. know, not much later than that, um, whereas Joe is kind of a little bit more open to maybe go out to dinner and, and, and just kind of sample the, sample the city maybe a little bit more, whereas <laughs> yeah. Rajiv has kind of been there and done that and was just happy to get room service or whatever is convenient for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, we wouldn't really... Yeah, just our, our if we played later tomorrow then sometimes we would talk morning of the match just to give us something to do. Yeah. As opposed to night before. Um, and that would be maybe if I wanted more time to kind of scout and felt like oh, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Um, but we've got, you know, a lot of people in, in the box today. We've Louis Kaye here and we've Chris Eaton who's with Rajiv now, helping Rajiv going forward. So mm-hmm. So yeah, so we kind of us as coaches will will get together on the sideline and, and yeah, conjure what sort of game plan and message you want to get across to the guys. Okay, so what does a typical practice look like tomorrow, or I, I should call it warm up, I guess? Yeah, before a big so match like this, warm up will, how long will, will it be? So warm up will be like thirty to forty minutes. Okay. Um, we got an extra few minutes at the end that we might do one or two more specifics, but. In general, the guys will just strike up and down through the middle. Yeah. Then they'll each go into one of their corners. You might get like Rajiv. It depends. Again, it might be tactical. So like, if you're going to play against someone that stays back, then he might, you know, look to get a bit more of a rhythm from the back. Just yeah. probably be hit on a fair few grand strokes in the match. And so yeah, so they'll go each from their corner, cross both teams. Joe on the do side mm. and then Raj and Yad then they'll take a couple line maybe for Rajiv down the line Yeah. then just volleys again line and cross couple first volleys couple overheads and that's for the pair of them then serve return and then some service partner maybe some returners partner and just like some reaction drills just yeah. to warm up the eyes and that'll be it and they'll head off get their lunch shower yeah. and they'll kind of re-warm up like physically before the match and have a quick chat yeah. With the guys before they go out. That's kind of been been our routine for the past few years. So, the last question for you here. So, in New York this week, uh, the crowds at the doubles matches has been really, really good. Yeah, I found. Um, if there was one rule you could change in tennis to help doubles, what would it be? This this has been. So it doesn't have to be like a. a scoring rule or anything yeah. like that it could be something like on the grounds it could be yeah. like anything one thing that we talked about that would be quite interesting that I heard and, and the concept to me is, is interesting but if the server's partner had to stay behind the service <laughs> yeah. line yeah I've, I've heard this and I think that in, and if you were to go inside before the serve that would be deemed a foot fault okay and I think that could be very you know all of a sudden then I mean, it's impressive when the points are so quick, no doubt, and that, yeah. that is enjoyable. But, but I think it'd be fun to see the guys get more creative with first volleys and have to dig some stuff out. You know, I think that would be yeah. that would be so that would probably nullify the the chip lob return. <laughs> but you might see a few more like 
not to yesterday, you even did a few nice little chip returns that you just don't see anymore. And it's yeah, kind of like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, but it's nice to see that, you know. So you want yeah, to see a little bit more, you know, might revert back to a little bit of chip and charge, you know. You might end yeah. up with more four guys at the net if that's the case. If you can keep it low and they're popping up a first volley, you know, it might. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll extend the rallies. It would extend sure. the rallies a little bit, and and yeah, it might. Even, I don't know. I think that would be that would be a fun little rule change. Yeah, uh, I've heard that from a few people. I've also heard from some people that uh, if we did that, we're moving towards pickleball, and well, they're like, yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> some that. people didn't like it. I know there's definitely their yeah voting heads in that sense, but I think that could be it. Could have just would promote a bit more creativity again yeah. instead of it yeah. you know I think the, the entertaining points in I get are, the idea, yeah, are always they, you know and there's a lot of them but it's always when there's like a little bit of carnage and, yeah. and, and you know, I've heard from fans some fans not most but some fans tell me they prefer women's doubles to the men's because the men's is just it's too fast yeah like I can see that you can't follow can it. and yeah that. I can see it too I mean I love both but I can see yeah it's see it is someone. impressive the hands the yeah. hand skills but, but yeah but I if think, you're like a you know rep tennis player like it's, it's hard it is hard to follow sometimes yeah like, yeah for it's like, sure it would just happen yeah so. yeah no it, yeah I agree with that so I think that would be a good way to promote yeah and just just more craft, more skill instead of being just kind of yeah. raw power and direct and yeah, and, yeah crashing uh, in it. A very last question. Uh, the other day I was watching um, against uh, Nishioka. Yeah. In uh, yeah. McLaughlin, yeah. McLaughlin, yeah. And Joe hit this backhand volley. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the best best backhand volley you've seen him hit? I think that's. I think that was the best I, yeah. backhand volley I've ever seen. I, yeah, that was a pretty special thing. He had one or two. He had that sick around the post shot as well. Yeah. Uh, with both the boys in the tram lines. But yeah, I think that for the moment, for the occasion that it was, oh. I thought that was a pretty special Because it shot. came back and hit the other side of the net. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. Just the, <laughs> the, the spin that he got on that. that I think even, even the umpire after the match... Yeah, said that that was the best shot that he's witnessed live. Yeah, uh, which is quite funny. Kind of rarely would you get something out of an umpire. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that was very. So at this point in the conversation, my phone had kind of frozen up. So that um, that was pretty much the end of the conversation. We uh, only talked a little bit more briefly about that ridiculous uh, volley that. Joe Salisbury had hit where it just clipped over the top of the net and then came back and hit the net on the other side. So the opponents had no chance to get to it. Uh, but anyways, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the doubles only podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.